Hey. Hey. What'd you think? About what? Did, did you get my text? Oh. Welcome to another episode of Did You Get My Text? I'm Patton Oswalt. I'm Meredith Salinger. Uh, thank you for tuning in and spending another hour with us. Meredith. Patton. How was your day? Girl. Girl. Yep. I've been doing so many girl positive things recently. Like what? Like, well, today I threw, I hosted a fundraiser for um, a pack that is near and dear to my heart called Vote Mama. Oh, that's right. But- um, the reason why it was so exciting to me is mm. because my idol, <laughs> Katie Porter. Congress- oh, I thought you meant Nick Jonas. <laughs> Katie Porter was on? Katie Porter is a congresswoman from California, and she's the most badass, amazing woman on the planet. She's a mom, and um, she used to uh, study under Elizabeth Warren. Hell yeah. Which is so cool. And she represents us on the House floor, just fighting corruption left and right. Anyway- yep. I'm with a, her mighty mighty whiteboard, she does have a mighty mighty whiteboard. Yeah, and and I just would like to say, mm. um, there were lots of fun people on the fundraising Zoom today. Mm-hmm. I I had posted it on Twitter, yep. inviting everyone who wanted to join to join. And listen, if I had been invited to something where I could talk to Katie Porter, yeah. I would have <laughs> literally, you know, done anything. So, sure. lots of people joined, and there was a man on the Zoom. There were some many men on the Zoom because you know men care about yeah. making the world a better place. Also, mm. um, and his name was Patton Oswalt. And <laughs> as a, I guess as a joke, he had a question and he asked Katie Porter, "What I think he said something along the lines of, uh, Congresswoman Porter." I said, "What is the appropriate size whiteboard uh, to <laughs> use?" Uh, and sh- and then because I brought out, oh, I have these massive. You have whiteboards that are used to plot. Um, shows, movies, yeah. films, books. Huge. So, so they're huge. So you can yeah. plot out an entire show season. Right. Um, but as a joke, you brought out this enormous whiteboard and you said, and and the only reason this is funny and for people who don't know about Katie Porter, she uses a whiteboard. She's sort of like famous for it. A small and, one that she illustrates stuff on. Small. The, well, I mean, it's, she can hold it up when she's uh, in a Senate inquiry or a congressional inquiry To make meeting, her point and to, and to d- make her annihilate point, right, yeah, the annihilate people, people who are- full of corrupt evil. But anyway, um, I thought it was hilarious that you brought out this thing and your joke, which was a funny joke, was like, what size whiteboard? And I thought she would just laugh. Mm -hmm. She literally pulled from her purse. Oh, it was amazing. A tiny little portable whiteboard. That she keeps with her. And then, here was the joke was gonna be because her whiteboard is the equivalent of a samurai katana. One of those really... Uh, short but deadly swords. I brought out the whiteboard equivalent of a Scottish claymore, giant, <laughs> two-handed, just whipping it around on the battlefield. And unbeknownst to us, we thought they were going to get a minor left. She has an arsenal of different <laughs> sized whiteboards that she said she has different sizes, plus a portable one that she keeps in a purse and whips out. But the like, funniest, like she's throwing stars. The funniest thing for me is like, 
you're a comedian and that was hilarious. And the, all the people there, as soon as you did it, were like, ha ha ha. Right. And then she annihilated afterward by pulling out the little one and everybody's like, oh damn. She, like well, she took it to that level. Well, she once again annihilated somebody with a whiteboard. Yeah, it was she's really awesome. She's got every size whiteboard. I wouldn't be, I think she's got one in an ankle holster. <laughs> I think she's got a little, I think she has a little uh, jump out piece, a little jump out whiteboard. I think she's got one of those. She needs she like should, a flip wipe, like a, uh, like a wristband and then it yeah. can like flip open. And like, be- like one of those Travis Bickle ones that slides down and then like pops up, shows up in your hand, like ka-chink. Yeah. Like John Wick style. I was so in awe. It and was delightful. I was the one who had to, I was the host of this. So I was the one asking questions and sort of leading the conversation. And right. um, it was her and of course the founder and CEO of Vote Mama named Leuba Gretchen Shirley, mm-hmm. who's amazing. Um, and so um, we had this great thing and it was so awesome. And there's this huge election on November 2nd. And I know that this podcast is going to be dropping on November 2nd. Yeah. But so this is doing no help. right Well, now. <laughs> it, I don't know what time this drops, but if anyone's hearing this, um, there's a big election, just please try to vote for um, Democrats and go to, you know, I know it's an off year election, but these are often more important than regular big on year elections. I mean, on, you know, Famous elections well, are like, this helps for the midterms. It's not the midterms, but shit needs to get done. So just, if you can vote, please go vote for the fabulous, wonderful Democrats this, in your area. Well, this is a crucial hinge election that is going to affect a lot of stuff in the midterms. And the reason you know that it's crucial is because the uh, Republicans are bringing out the um, bullshit panic topics uh, this year. Of course, Her being- emails, no. Cr- no, this, well, same, but same idea. Uh, what did they pull out of the magic bag? Critical race theory and the danger of Toni Morrison's novel *Beloved*, which um, uh, I, again, I don't know why that's a danger. And then also, um, trans again, trans bathrooms and whose genitals are at which um, urinal and which toilet. Of course, you know the the future of the country. Yeah, hinges on this. So totally. But Tuesday is election day, and Vote Mama is supporting 96 candidates running in 23 states. There's 60 mamas of color, and 38 would be the first woman to hold their seat. And representation matters. Local elections matter. Policy decisions that affect your life are decided by your town council, your city council, county legislators, school board members, and of course your state representatives. Right. But state seats really do matter. And in Virginia, Vote Mama is supporting um, delegates Fowler, Tran, and Aird. I don't know how to pronounce that, A-I-R-D. Jenny Kitchen and Rachel Levy, they're all running for delegates. And in New Jersey, Vermont is supporting Christine Clark and Emma Mamano. Um, There are just so many people. But if you're in Ohio, please get out and vote for Allison Russo. I know this is not a political, this is not supposed to be a political thing, but it's just well, so important. Well, thank God you're not, I just, I'm just glad that you're not reading off a piece of paper and you're keeping this nice and spontaneous and real. <laughs> did I just give you a death stare? Yes, you did. Wow, how, that was nice. How, that was a good death stare. Dude, don't undermine my brilliance. I'm not undermining anything. You just undermined. No, I added a little touch of humanity and humor and love. I think there's a lot of humanity. It's nice when I can sound smart for a second. <laughs> and I was sounding really smart just now. And you didn't have to say I was reading from something. She was not reading from a piece of paper. She was reading from her cell phone. Listen, um, uh, yeah, please go out and vote. I've done a lot of stuff with uh, the Hometown Project in my home state of Virginia. Honestly, fuck you right now. I hate that you just did that. <laughs> 
That is so mean. I'm no, mad it now. Wasn't. It yeah, was because delightful. because everyone's listening and they're going, God damn, Meredith sounds really smart. And no, they're not. They're they're listening, going, This is a lot of information and it's very helpful. <laughs> Nobody was like, Wow, she's just reeling this off the top of her head. Okay, fine. I did read the names, but everything else I didn't read. And she look and you organize an event and we're all obviously it's amazing Whatever, what man. you're doing. Wow. I just I yeah. Whatever. I don't heckle you and your stand up and go. Yes, you do. You guys, you wrote that and memorized it. <laughs> anyway, this is called Did You Get My Text with Patton and Meredith? And we're here to just entertain and educate. And <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, um, hi, Patton. We've hi. been texting each other today. Well, well we all week, it, really. All week. I have been uh, traveling, and then today I was in the back house writing all day. Where I'm on a deadline. So there was a lot of texting going back and forth. And, but you were so preoccupied today getting, just getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Make, getting a Zoom together is crazy. Yeah. You would think, well, this is, instead of a- actually having to organize people and get them to move to a location, I'm just trying to get people to click on something and log in, and that's a massive hassle. Yeah. So, you know, the, the fact that you got all that done, on top of all the other craziness that's going on. It's, it was very yeah, impressive. Way to um, compliment me after you, whatever. Um, oh, but thanks. God. I know you love me. I know you think I'm great. But also I said, hey girl, at the beginning, because I was also at another fabulous girl, and I'm not gonna go into it right now. I'm just gonna say. What fabulous girl thing were you My at? My friend JJ had a thing at her house with like really smart girls that she wanted to meet each other. Oh. You know, it's, I went to an all girls school. Uh-huh. JJ was my best friend since seventh grade. And now yeah. our daughters are best friends. Right. Um, which is super cute. But she, like other fabulous people I know, often, and I, I like to call it a salon, mm-hmm. but they often invite interesting random people that you get to meet, and that's huh. rare. And so there were all these women that were so brilliant and had amazing careers, and everybody was brilliant in their own lane. So there were doctors and news people and, uh, <laughs> and this one woman. I was talking to her for a long time and she was explaining everything to me. And I guess because I'm an actress and I don't really understand the ins and outs of a lot of jobs, I sort of just like to categorize people in like a very easy way. So right, like if right. you're if you're like a hedge fund, whatever it's called, or you run a business, you're right. a fucking businessman, okay? Right, yeah, you're a yeah. businessman. So you're either a doctor, a lawyer, an actor, a comedian, a teacher, sure. whatever. And if you are in business, you're a businessman. Got it. And so, or whatever woman. So the woman was telling me all these great things. And I go, so you're a businesswoman. And she just started laughing so hard. And I was like, well, and then I had to explain that I'm just, you know, <laughs> and then I looked stupid, but she thought it was adorable. <laughs> well, don't put yourself, that's why you're kidding. so defensive. No, I'm not defensive. Now, in a similar vein, my guy friends and I got together two Fridays ago well, and watched Halloween Kills. Yes. So the, it was the same thing. I was going to say- We were getting together and discussing wait, policy. And, and then <laughs> it's just so interesting because I know that women really do have their friends, their women groups that mm-hmm. support them and talk about real issues right. and things like that. And, and also just have girly nights and have fun. I don't think boys often do that. I don't think they like- I mean, maybe they play poker or they watch football, but there's they, not a lot of guys that like- and do sports. Maybe or, they do drum circles. I don't know. No. McConaughey and Woody. Well, I mean, back in the 80s, there was all that Iron John stuff out in the woods. But yeah, I don't know if there's that weird, and it's too bad. There, it, it would be good. A lot of the, stu- the stuff that, that like guys like came from uh, groups of guys that did actually get together and support each other. All of the new cinema- from the 70s was Scorsese and Lucas and Spielberg and all of them 
being friends and supporting each other and and getting each other's backs through all their projects. And um, same with a lot of them. I mean, any rock band that you love, th- those have to be guys that are able to get together, support each other, and and yeah. be vulnerable enough to put these songs together. It's not just well. I mean, just like not like meet. Not the musicians meeting in the studio, but like, you know, hey guys, should we get together for a guys night to talk about life and hang out and have, right. you know, yummy food? Yes. Well, one of the girls, uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. I was just going to say, I don't cook, but one of my friends is a great cook and mm-hmm. she also um, knows how to cook a lobster, which is so terrifying really? and sad. Um, but do they scream when you put them in the pot? They do. I was so scared to be part of being there for the cooking process. Um, and It was and like your mid-somar. I was like, bye, little guy. And like, as she was putting it in the pot, I was like, hey, man, you're okay. Just, you'll, you'll, it, you'll be all right. Just right, go, right. go with love. Yeah, it was, Aww. I got a little bit sad for the lobster. Poor little lobster. It kind of broke my heart a little bit. It was God darn delicious. <laughs> Boy, was he was so you're saying he was heartbreakingly delicious? He was heartbreakingly oh, scrumptious. It was it's like a delicious old yeller. <laughs> oh god. All right, well on that note, we'll be right back. We're back. Um I think a couple of episodes ago I stupidly said that Meredith and I would put together our lists of the uh, 2021 Halloween costumes that we were most cringing about. Oh, we um, didn't do uh, that. It, well, I I did a review of uh, 2021. I read one of those like surveys of all the big cultural events and news events. Oh and yeah, I forgot we were going to do that. Man, what a bummer of a year! And I am glad that we completely dropped the ball on that because this has not really been a good year for costumes. Uh, just for 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 events that you can turn into fun whimsical costumes it's been pretty grim yeah. and um we don't have to go through the grim, we're we're we? in the, no no i'm just saying we are in the we're in the awful hangover of the awfulness of 2020 still and i really hope that this halloween is just traditions witches and ghosts and ted lasso werewolves and maybe a ted lasso but really people let's not do the the sexy covid costume or the, you know <laughs> let's not please just let that go there's two kinds of costumes there can be the sexy covid costume where it's like a red dress with <laughs> right. little spikes coming off it and then there can be the covid victim who has like a thing hanging out of their mouth and like but <laughs> hang on are you saying sexy covid victim no i'm not saying sexy i'm saying about, like zombie but, like zombie kind of guy like a scary COVID doesn't turn people into zombies no it turns them into dead people is oh. what it turns them into okay so sexy corpse not sexy. Why, why? What about sexy ventilator? Why? Why are you <laughs> because making Because every Halloween costume, eventually there is a sexy variant on it. And I have seen sexy zombie costumes. Well, I go the opposite of the sexy Halloween costume. I like to be the, I don't, I don't do a sexy Halloween costume. You want to be adorable. I just want to be a little scruffy dirt ball. I don't know what, you know, one year I'm a hobo, one year right. I'm a mechanic. I'm going as dirty Cinderella this year. Not slutty Cinderella. No, Cinder, sooty, sooty poor Cinderella. Fresh out of the chimney. Yeah. Yeah, D- just got hit with a cane. Yeah, um, it's not sexy. Our daughter is being is going dressed as a witch and um, a friend uh, suggested, why don't you go dressed as a 1600s Salem, Massachusetts witch hunter. Oh, uh, that's a good Which idea. might be a good idea. So I'm going to see if I have stuff in the house I can lash together and look like, um, you know, one of those cotton mather kind of, uh, you know, fire and brimstone. Burn the witch, dunk her! Wait, you want to dress up as the person who's going to burn the witch? The witch hunter is the person that points out the witch and then, you know, 
passes judgment. So, so you want to stand behind her while she's trick-or-treating with her friends going, there's a witch! There's a witch! Three witches! <laughs> Look at this coven! And this I'm going to be Look. Cinderella sweeping the floor behind you guys. Look for the mark of Satan! Or maybe I'll have a broom for being Cinderella and she can borrow it and fly away on it. Yeah. Or you get roped into the prosecution because you're standing nearby. Okay, are we doing a play? Or are we the, going? Yes. Oh my God, this is a whole thing now. <laughs> <laughs> Broom, brooms up, don't shoot. All right, um, no, brooms up, don't dunk. Okay, speaking of Halloween, um, uh, I sent a picture to you and Alice. I was, uh, because I get so nostalgic. Wait, you texted Halloween. me? Texted both of you. When? Um, a couple days ago, and there was a picture that I saw online of a type of candy called Brock's Royals. Oh, I got that text. And boy, Brock's Royals was a, was a thing that Meredith and I, grew, I don't know if you grew up with them. I certainly did. These were these little caramel candies. They look, they were the same they shape like as Tootsie, Tootsie Rolls, Rolls, but they're like caramel. like a white center. Well, not a white center, depending on the flavor you got. Oh, so what do you mean? You, it was a they surprise? They came in different flavors. No, on the wrapping, it said what the flavor was, but it was there was raspberry, Ugh. maple, Yuck. vanilla, uh. Uh, chocolate, mm. and orange. Ew. I know. Orange in the middle of it. Look, this was the 70s. It's like no one knew what, what they were is. doing. It's like caramel on the outside and then something and squishy then a, on the inside. And then a squish of flavor like in the middle. Like a nougaty, a flavored nougat. A nougaty nougat. flavor. Very good. Sounds yes. absolutely nougaty. gross. Although I do love, I love me, someone was describing what? Um, uh, a Three Musketeers bar. And they're like, what is in the middle? I'm like, it's nougat. It's nougat. <laughs> and then somebody was laughing saying, that is a terrible word. Like the word nougat is right. up there with ointment yeah. and, and moist. And pouch. Ew. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, nougat yeah. is not a nougat. good word, but it is delicious. And I hate saying that because it sounds like it would be disgusting. But anyway, why were you, did you eat be, those? Oh, growing up, I just remember um, grandparents and they, there was always dishes of them in the 70s. Uh, and I remember getting those things. Um, and then I also remember um, uh, getting them for Halloween. People would, because you could get a big bag of them. It was before they had really, Again, we are we're at the we're at the um we're in the golden age of of candy variety bags where you can basically go to um CVS and grab one giant bag that will cover you the whole night. Um but back then you you know parents had to get multiple bags and then try to mix them up and Brock's Royals ended up in a lot of um uh, trick or treat bags. So um uh, I I sent the picture to Alice and then Alice Texted back. First, she texted back, what are Brock's Royals? And then immediately followed it up, all caps. And don't be like, OMG, she is not from the 80s, so she is not an educated human. She got so defensive. She so thought she little, wasn't going to be an educated human if she didn't know the candy. Little Gen Z defensiveness against her two Gen X parents. Hmm. So that's the first shot in the uh, generation but, gap um, in our Patton, family. that was not a candy I ate. I know, I know oh, the, really? I know the brand. Right. And they have other candy that I do like. But I, saying, but I didn't know that thing. Uh, I assumed you did because Brock's Royals were ubiquitous. Maybe in Virginia. Well, they were, okay. Yeah, back in our our little backwater. <laughs> you backwater Virginians. Virginians. And then also I remember getting the, um, uh, also the, the 70s and even early 80s was a great time. Before they had really gotten um, fun size down, You for a lot of times you could just get full size candy bars at Halloween. Adults didn't know what else to do, and they would just throw a whole- Of course. Yeah, Baby Ruth in your bag. And you're like, hey, yeah. Or you got those little bags of um, candy corn. The little bags of candy corn. Or you corns. got Smarties. Nothing Every, wrong with Smarties. Everyone gave out Smarties. And Razzles. I loved Razzles, which were a more, not as fizzy 
Smarties. I can't describe their flavor, but they were great. Um, So my dad, we have a great neighborhood to go trick-or-treating in. Lots of sidewalks, super fun, tons of kids when I was little. And uh, our house, totally decorated, super fun. Right. Um, There was always like hot apple cider at the house and yummy things like that. Um, And we did give out candy. We yeah. gave, we did give out candy, but we also gave because my daddy's a dentist. Oh dear! We did give toothbrushes. They were cute though. They had like design. They were like like kid toothbrushes that were cute. And how often would your house get egged? Never, because they <laughs> everyone loves getting a new toothbrush. No, they don't. Yes, they do. And they and candy. Wow. We got both. All right. They didn't just get a toothbrush and be like, "Bye, we're lame." Right. It was oh, like they get both. It was like, "We're cool. Here's candy and brush your teeth, kids." Oh, so you were showing the duality of man, basically. We're just showing you like here's, have fun and take care. You here's know? the cure for tooth decay, and here's some tooth decay. No, it was more like the yin and the yang. Enjoy your life, but be cautious too. There cannot be light without dark. Did you say that with every time you'd hand those out? Yes, I said there cannot be light without dark. Yeah, Take this <laughs> and go home to your parents and tell them that the house on the corner is the best house. There. Halloween, the, Halloween this year is of course on a Sunday, which sucks. You just said of course, and I love that you used the word of because I a, usually because you normally say of course. course. But what I'm, but what's, and that's so, uh, well, what sucks is last year, which we blew it because the country of morons and no one could mask up. Okay. Okay. Um, Halloween was on a Saturday. It was a full moon and we blew it because of, uh, because of how we handled our COVID and no one could go out trick or treating would have been, and that's not going to happen in probably another seven or eight years or probably longer. No. But Halloween on a Saturday on, with a full moon. Oh my God, we blew it. Well, we, we per- blew it. The world blew it. But no, we- the rest of the world did what they needed to do and they were back out living their lives. Well, okay. We were the ones. I meant the United States The United blew States it. blew it. But we as two people and a daughter actually didn't blow it because we were potted with two other families and we went to someone's backyard who had a fire. That was fun. And we sat around the fire outside. Was Nobody groovy. was near each other. Right. But we were able to be outside and the kids did dress up, but we, we were right. not doing trick or treating and we were not, you know, giving out candy. Our across the, we live on a terrible street for trick or treating. It's the worst. It's basically a highway. But it's not though. But our, it, you know, our, uh, there's our, no sidewalk. Our neighbor across the street said there is a neighborhood close to us that is apparently much like, uh, there's a friend of ours whose neighborhood we usually go to. He lives in the Coachella of trick-or-treating. and Oh, he has the best house. Good God. The they, whole block they, is insane. It's great because he serves chili uh, and hot apple cider. He doesn't give chili to the trick-or-treaters. No, the no, no. It's just like the parents come, we hang we out there. And we have a fun dinner with wine and chili. And then the kids. And then the kids go crazy. And, and he, his house decorating skills are off the charts. But what I'm saying is this- our friend across the street said there is a hidden neighborhood near us mm-hmm. that apparently goes all out. I wonder how the people in those neighborhoods actually feel with all the people who have terrible neighborhoods driving to their neighborhood to make it crazy. Because I- well, I just wonder if it gets too crowded and crazy for I don't know. They, they seem to like, it, it, it is a wonderful Time outreaching of, um, it's the of, of neighborly um, fun. And, and everyone on that block, I know so I know our friend that lives on, on the, in the Coachella. There'll be he candy goes and to, treating and tricking and treating and lots of good cheer. It's the most sweetest, delicious, most fun time of the year. <laughs> Meredith's having a stroke. Um, 
I know that our friend goes to Costco and buys a pallet of, he has like a truck of stuff delivered to the house because of the, because buses come to the block and drop people off. That's and they what I'm go saying. There's yeah. so much. I would love, I, I just love the idea of, oh, please come to the neighborhood. Let's give out candy. Try to, let's, before we all completely seal ourselves off from each other, yeah. let's just try to be friends. Be friends. And, and yes, it, have come visit the neighborhood. I'd love to see you in your costumes. Is it's there, Halloween. Oh, okay. I was going to say something. Is there a, uh, like a candy bar called a kindness? Oh yeah, the kind bar. It's um, That's I not a candy bar. No, I just was trying to think. I thought, isn't there a kind bar, a kindness yeah. bar? But it's but it's not candy. It's a healthy well, thing. Here's the thing, though. It's a healthy thing. Right, but, but it's, it's basically a candy bar. Right, but if you were a kid and you got a kind it's bar, basically, it's they, they call it. Well, they didn't have kind bars when we were kids, but. But the kind bars, by the way, are yes, they're these healthy bars with a Although, glaze of sugar over it okay. on a bed of chocolate. It's basically a Snickers but bar. But if it's the kind, then oh, it's well, real good. kind. Oh, and that's another um another great fake um uh panic this year is um look out for people giving out edibles, uh, oh, stuff like that. Like gummies. That's the big panic. Who wants to share their, like, why That's would you spend the every, money? Every pot user I know heard that, read that bullshit panic story like, that went I'm around. I'm giving was like, you my gummies. I would, why would I share this? I spent money on this shit. I'm, I'm not, not giving these it. out to kids. No, you got to order that shit. What are you talking about? Yeah. So that, again, that's that. But again, it's that panic journalism of making up a story that anyone, if you, if you think of it for two seconds, like, no, no one going to give out their edibles that's way too expensive <laughs> yeah yeah who cares all right so um yeah that's that's halloween this year <laughs> try to be try to be nice to each other i guess hey meredith did you get my text which text well i was in vegas for a couple of days uh sunday and monday doing some work and i sent you a text and and i was very polite asking to take this picture uh, there was oh, a, I got your text. I know yeah, what you're going to say. There was a young lady who was going out. I was finishing my workday, and she was going to a nightclub that was in the casino you that I was working You saw a pretty in. girl in it. You saw a pretty girl, and you want to take her picture because? Because she was wearing this incredible couture dress with a couture COVID mask. It, they they matched, matched. Absolutely matched It was the like dress. a gold sparkly dress and she had a gold sparkly matching mask and it was so cute. Made of the same material yeah. with the same sparkles. And what'd that, she tell you? And I said, I, I'm asking you, I want to send, take a picture of you, send it to my wife because I love this combo. This is something that she would do. And she goes, yeah, when I bought this dress, the mask came with the dress. Oh my gosh. The designer, I guess, has decided, well, if people are going to wear masks, I will also get into the mask designing game. And it looked really, she looked really cool. She looked so pretty. Yeah. Do you think that was like, do you think other guys are like, hey, can I take your picture? I don't know. I mean, I just love the- I mean, you're a nice guy. Nobody expects that. I wasn't, it was clear. And also I wasn't like, I didn't corner her. I was with a whole bunch of people. And I said, do you mind if I- Yeah, I know. Because I also love the idea that what if the fashion world or couture or whatever you want to call it, what if they just embrace the idea that there's going to be a segment of the population that's going to wear masks now, especially on planes or in crowded nightclubs. Forever. And so why not make that yeah. look good and fashionable and match it to the dress? And will the same thing happen for men who like to wear a nice bespoke suit? Will you match your, your mask to the to the pocket square? Yeah. The tie or the socks? I mean, you can do whatever you want. If you how, what would you match it to? Whatever looks good. Fashion people know how to do that. Mm. You wouldn't, but other people. No, would. I wouldn't know. But yeah, but what I'm saying is, are there going to be? Because you know, 
you might wear a blue, like jeans with a blue top. And then I like to put you in bright red Adidas or Pumas. Mm-hmm. And, but that would, but you could have a bright red mask to match. but then it's more like a sandwich is an Oreo. That's not good looking. No. Forget it. I'm not good at this either. I think the I'm not mask, a, I'm not a fashion person. I think that, well, you have a better sense of fashion than I do. Well, clearly. Um, I think the mask should match the pocket square. If you're going for a, 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 a bespoke look. Or you just keep it classy with a nice black mask. A nice black mask. I mean, if you're like a, going to a black tie event, wear a black mask. Oh, that makes sense. But if you're the woman wearing a sparkly white gown, get a sparkly white mask. Why not? Now, you just went to a film premiere. I just went to a movie premiere with my favorite date, who is not you, but my favorite date <laughs> who I've always gone to movie premieres with since the dawn of time and since the dawn of our friendship. Um, because her name's Ever Carradine. I talk about her all the time. She's yeah. tall and skinny and I'm short and curvy and we look so good together on the red carpet. Oh yeah, because, you match for the photos. Because she's so tall and I like fit under her arm <laughs> and like she's so skinny and I give her like a, like we just look good together. You yeah. and I are basically the same shape. Yeah. We're, we're like two Legos just Drunk. standing next to each other. Yeah. But with her, it's it's got a nice flow. Exactly. So I did go with her, and it was fabulous. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we went. And, to- and you had a mask on. Um. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but you said it was interesting how people that you've met and who you know. Oh, there but were you people- ran into them. Oh, wait. with mask and didn't know you were talking to them oh, initially. Right. Well, we sat down in the theater. Everyone had masks on in the mm-hmm. theater, and there was a man sitting next to Ever, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, that, I think that's my friend Ryan, but I couldn't tell right. at all. And then in front of him was another guy. I was like, I think that's my, I think that's my friend Taika. And he, his hair was like, not crazy. Anyway, I was like, is that? And it happened to be Taika Waititi in front of us. And right. it happened to be Ryan Johnson and his beautiful wife. Karina Longworth yep. of the You Must Remember This podcast. So they were right there, but I, but I, they had to take off their masks because it, nobody could tell who anyone was. Right, yeah. And then once everyone kind of lowered their mask, I was like, hey. And then everyone, and then we were all like, Talking, yeah. talking a lot. Yeah, at, at, uh, on the but same- But you cannot tell who's who. Yeah, and on the same token, I was in Vegas shooting this thing and there were people that I've known for a long time that came up to me and they had the masks on and for initially I did not recognize them and they didn't recognize me. And it really, I know that people make fun of, um, uh, you know, especially in comic books where, oh, so what Bruce Wayne covers is top can. of his face. They can't, well, may, I think maybe that would work because- People that I've known well, my whole life come to me with a piece of paper over their bottom half of their face and I don't know who they are. Maybe nose and mouth is more um, identifiable than just eyes. I mean, than just, wait, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was- Maybe it's hard to identify people just from their eyes, but if you have a mask from your eyes, like Batman or whoever covers their eyes, mm-hmm. and you see their nose and mouth, then you can easily identify them. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, it just it was just strange how- the thinnest piece of paper threw me off. Right. Like somebody could have, some, my best friend could have mugged me and then I wouldn't have been able to identify them to the police later. I think you can- <laughs> He had I, a piece of paper over his mouth. I think certain people you can tell just by their shape. I think you would be identifiable. Yeah. Yeah, I've got that Weeble shape. There we go. Oh, that's Patton. Look at him. <laughs> My little Weeble. There he is. I used to love Weebles. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. I, ha- I had the Weebles haunted house, which I loved because uh, it had a little Weeble ghost oh. that glowed in the dark and it had a little secret panel. That- I think I had that too. 
It's the best. Loved Weeble's Haunted House. Oh, man. We are so nostalgic. It's this. Oh, I don't want to turn into a nostalgia podcast. No. The oh, my Brox gosh. The Royals Wait. and the Weeble Haunted when House. When this podcast airs, it'll mm-hmm. be November 2nd, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, Two days later is our four-year anniversary. Oh, dear God. I feel like I've been married to you my entire life. <laughs> but then also- I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. I feel like I've known- I feel, I feel like, like it's been going on forever. Listen, I was single for a billion years, and I definitely had a very full life before I met you. Uh-huh. But I also feel like I've only been with you my entire life. Like, I feel like I, I know you from the beginning of time. And Alice, too, even though I only got her when she was eight, I feel mm-hmm. like- I've. I feel, you know, I just feel like you've been in my life forever. Nice. Like in a good way, not in a, oh, this has lasted yeah. so long. I'm gonna- just get it over with. <laughs> no, I love it. I Does that feel the same way for you or no? Oh, no. absolutely. No, I mean, we, our, our rhythm, but again, I think it's partially because we really do match and also partially because we did meet each other when we were older. And like I've said before, I think when you get older, you just, you can do shorthand in terms of, yeah, this person's for me and this person isn't. You just don't have to go through all the searching. And so because there's that shorthand and we gelled so quickly, it just feels like we're friends forever. I also think because we just texted for three months, there was never that like, I better look pretty and try to act my best in front of him and put on this false person. Not that I would do that, but I'm just saying like, I feel like we just hopped in right into the thick yes. of emotions immediately. Yes. And so there is no- That said on our first date, you sent Zoe Deschanel as, as yourself, uh, which threw me a little bit. Well, she's got those cute bangs and she blue really eyes and does. a little nose. Yeah. I figured she might yeah. she might win you over more than me. <laughs> she's younger, she's prettier, she's funnier. <laughs> Do you know what I- <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was that really cool, like, now hang on. But those, wait, what? but we have not decided- I mean, November 4th, you know, we don't have any plans that night. No, we don't. Well, are you going to do something for me? Because, uh, I mean, do I have to think of something? Or My mom no. was like, my mom was like, your anniversary's coming up. I want to get you guys something. I'm like, just make us your spaghetti sauce. Oh, yeah. I just hey, don't get us anything, but like, just make us food. Um, but Well, that, funny you mentioned that because I was looking at, I'm going to tell you right now. That I have nothing the coming. The day that we're recording this. There's nothing coming. Wednesday the 27th. No, just, I'm not saying there's nothing coming. I I checked this out a few months ago. The traditional fourth anniversary gift is <gasps> flowers or fruit. Is that right? It is right. Because it's and first can, is paper, yeah. then is cotton, then is leather. leather. And now, really? It's, flowers, it's and flowers and fruit. Those things are biodegradable. Those things are degradable. And How I, do you give that without it? Well, paper is degradable. Dude, I wrote you a six-page poem, and I bound it in a book. And and I I feel bad for composting it, but we need to save the (laughs) earth. Listen, I'm I'm gonna try to figure out something cool with flowers and fruit, um, but I might not be able to- Can I just say don't? Really? Don't don't try to figure out something cool (laughs) with flowers and fruit, okay? Listen, if you wanna give me flowers, that would be great. Just for the house, you know, some pretty yeah. flowers. I'd like that. We'd all we'd all appreciate that. Everybody, Alice, likes flowers. You right. like flowers. I mean, it's, you know, for everybody. Right. And, you know, for my mom, I'd like her to make us some spaghetti sauce. And, uh, yeah. Okay. No one else. Do you think that people should be celebrating other people's anniversaries? Like, yeah, my mom and my dad are like, yay, finally, someone took you <laughs> off our hands. <laughs> Let me thank him from the bottom of our hearts that our daughter is- <laughs> our, our spinster daughter was able to quit her job at the library <laughs> because she found a traveling salesman came through town and just, we married her off. We bought him a, we bought him a new Packard. If I get 
some really cool sudden inspiration in the flowers or fruit category. I'm going to jump at it. I'm just letting you know this year I might not, I might drop the ball or just not. <gasps> oh, wait, not wait, get... wait. I have a great idea. What? Flowers. Mm-hmm. Like earrings that look like flowers uh, <sighs> or like a necklace that looks like a pretty flower. Or, or something that looks like a, like a little jewel that looks like a pear um, or a piece of fruit. Listen, I don't, I don't want, listen, I don't want, I don't want like a banana necklace. I have already gone down. Look, I've, <laughs> don't I've, buy me anything. Listen, I don't I need have already anything. been going down the path of, I have visited a couple of jewelry stores and looked at their, the possibilities what, of recently. Yes. Really? Of, I looked at the possibilities of Are you jewels. just saying that? No, I'm not. I, I looked at both. Po- That's why I got a little, I was like, I mentioned the pear thing because I did see a jeweled pair, but it all looks so garish. And I'm no, no, remembering no. the stuff that I've tried pair. to get you. And you're like, Ew. I just feel like you'd be like, sweetie, no, I'm not going to wear this. Mm. I didn't even think about the theme. Like flowers is a good theme for Can anything. Can you put it somewhere else? Right. It doesn't have to necessarily be no, a flower. It could right, be right. something that smells like a flower, like, or looks like a flower. Right. Or um, is made out of but flowers. But I have, I have been... <laughs> I have been I have been traversing the uh, jewels that look like flowers Patton. and fruit area, and oh boy, it's not pretty. Patton, what? Just look at me for a second. I'm looking at you. No, just listen. Okay, I'm listening to you. You do not need to get me anything. The only thing I want, and we, people have talked about this about love languages, mm-hmm. the only thing I ever want from you mm-hmm. is you to write me something like a love letter or something like that. I, that means the most to me, okay. honestly. Some people like gifts. Yeah. Some people like, um, what's the love language? Uh, it's uh, like the written word or being told. Right. Some people like service. So like take out the trash, do A the favorite, dishes. Yeah, something. Um, and there's more. Oh, touch. Some people like, you know, they just want touch. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, look at me. T- Wait, t- t- tell that- me that you want me to- so tell me that you just want my attention. I just want your attention. What? <laughs> um, no, but listen, what? really, just a beautiful letter from you. Okay. But do I have to do anything for you? No. <laughs> what is Flowers your Flowers and fruit is a weird. I'm going to just get you a flower and- Get me an apple. I'm going to give you an apple and- <laughs> Go uh, get me a smoothie. <laughs> I'll just go get you a smoothie. Here you go. Here. Four, four wonderful years. I put four different fruits in this. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Spell my name with fruits. This one has papaya, oh. apple. Um, oh, what's a what's tea fruit? Um, what's my name? What's that? I was like, how do we spell your name again? What's a tea fruit? Um, what is a tea fruit? Hmm. Oh, no. Oh, boy. God, we'd be terrible at that game where you, you're on those long drives when you're like, Ugh. okay, the topic is fruit. Apple, banana, carrot. Papaya, oh, apple, something. I just said carrot. That's not uh, oh, orange and nectarine. What, are what is the tea? Oh, tangerine. Oh, okay. I got you a papaya, apple, tangerine, Tanger- orange, and nectarine. Well, that's all kind of the same flavor, anyway, it's basically. Delicious. All right. Anyway, Smoothie. but but you know, we don't have anything to do that night. Maybe a yummy dinner. Okay. Or something. I'll take you to an edible um, arrangement store and we'll have dinner there. I'll get you a big thing. We'll your edible counter. arrangements and my edible arrangements might be two different things, buddy. All right. Um, we will be right back. I got a couple thoughts about Vegas, and then I'll give you my picks. Hey, brothers and sisters, welcome back to Did You Get My Text? 
Thank you, soul sister, number one, Meredith Salinger. Um, yeah, man, can you dig it? We're about to talk about more stuff. We've texted wow, each other. Wow, that's really solid and far out and right on. So uh, I was just in Vegas, as I mentioned earlier, doing a little work, uh, filming some stuff. I was staying at um, Caesar's Palace. and In the nicest room, dude. Well, it How was many freaking bathrooms was, did that place have? There were like... 50 actually, bathrooms and two bedrooms. Why it, were there so many bathrooms? It reminds me of this. I did a casino up in Tulalip uh, in, um, outside of Marysville, Washington years ago. I do a bit about it, but basically they put me in one of those rooms that is five rooms. I think it was, so it was like a was room like, wanting you to be the kind of person who would have a huge party up in your room. Who would fly people in. And, but meanwhile, and, you're just a lonely guy who just wants to read a book. I just want to sit and read a book. So they, they could have just given you a twin bed. Give me a twin bed, I would have been happy. Yeah, but they gave um, you a fancy, fancy, fancy I'm just room. like, I'm just, I'm eating up all these resources and somewhere. Well, you didn't I'm going to pay bathroom. for this karmically somehow. Oh, no, so, no. Um, I, but I'm there and I, and I fly in on a Sunday afternoon and I'm going to fly out on a Tuesday morning. And I was excited because one of the things that I like about going to Vegas, I've gone on the weekends. You go on a Friday, come What have you been Sunday. doing on a weekend without telling me? In the past. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do? Um, whores. <laughs> so, um, I knew it. But there's nothing <clears throat> better than being in a casino on With a, a weekday. It is so <clears throat> amazing because it's this other... It's totally empty for the most part, except for the hardcore 10 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday proposition player, problem gamblers. And you see these really extreme versions of humanity that are kind of beautiful. Um, when I was shooting um, uh, uh, Magnolia, we were in Reno on a weekday. And so when we were done shooting, Paul Thomas Anderson and I went out it's like on a Tuesday night and he taught me how to play Baccarat, but it's like yeah, in this how half do, filled. That is a crazy game, Baccarat. How yeah, do you play that? You chase the ace and it ha I've got, I'm so Is hazy. it a card game or a peg game? It's a card game. Because it reminds me of. Wait a minute. Are there pegs in well, Anyway, that's cribbage, I think. No, yeah, yeah. Baccarat doesn't have pegs. But I feel like they are the same game. They're no. Clearly not. Baccarat's the one that James Bond was always playing. In the movies, really? Yes, mm. um, that's so his big sexy thing. Game. It's Bond, James Bond. But um, but so there was, and then I remember another time I was in Vegas. I think I was hosting an award show at the Hard Rock, but it was again on a weekday. So then, after the show, I ran into some at one of the blackjack tables. This woman who was a prop. It's called a proposition player, which in which the casino stakes you money to sit there and play. And you can keep whatever you win. You have to, you know, pay back the money they give you. You draw a certain bit of money, and then whatever you can win above that, you get to keep. And they basically, it's, well, what if you, so? If you lose, they just keep the money. Exactly, and it's and you owe the money, and it's wait, it's, wait, 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 you shouldn't be have, if they're if they're telling you to play, you shouldn't have to owe them money. Just not lose. Just they, it's, but you're they just giving give it back. You a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, but exactly, then it just yeah, goes can, back to the casino, right? So it doesn't Never matter. Mind. What am I saying? But but it is there's something kind of insidious but fascinating about that to me and that they're using people who have a gambling problem who want to compulsively sit there because they want people at the tables playing that'll, that'll draw other people Is it to like the a table. hot chick at the table? Or the, a regular the, woman? This regular. was a rare, a lot of the, I gotta say, the, the proposition play, because she introduced me to some of the other proposition players, they have a very haunted, driven look to them. These are not atmosphere models in oh. nightclubs. These are like, whoa, that you, something went wrong. This is what you're doing now. Mm. But it was also kind of cool um, to, to, like sit, to sit there with this woman just to go, 
because I was playing blackjack with her and, and she was just like, you're not going to win this one. Just I'm just telling you. Because she just has played so often. She knows which way the card's going to go. You're sitting next to someone who has so pursued something to a point where they they are in touch with bigger rhythms that you can't see. So that if you're sitting there as a player going, okay, I got 15. Should I hit? Should I? And she's just going, uh, don't hit and you're not going to win. Right. You know what I like? What? I have gone to Vegas when I've worked. I think I talked about this before. I, I told you I stayed yeah. at a place I like to refer to as the Chicken McNugget because it was next to the Golden Nugget or something like that. <laughs> and it was the scariest place I've ever been. I yeah. told you I did a movie called Sparkle and Charm there and I don't remember what it was about. Sounds like it's about two strippers, but it wasn't. Um, By the way, anyone out there who has a copy of Sparkle and Charm, or, you've I mean, never someone, seen this movie, right? I don't right? even remember making it. You shot a movie that you've never seen. Correct. I well, shot, I've shot a few movies I've never seen. Well, if you can, if anyone there out there can no, find someone a copy. Ha- I'm sure there, it, it does exist. It's not that it doesn't exist. I just don't remember it. Okay. Um, but what's the best part about going to Vegas and or New York, really anywhere, I like going places where you have per diem. Like yeah. when you're actually working at that place, mm-hmm. because then- Gambling is kind of like, well, I got, you know, I got per diem for the week that I'm it filming here. Matter. So I'm going to go gamble my per diem mm-hmm. because, you know, it's not like, it just feels like extra money, even though it is part of your salary, right, I suppose. Right, yeah. I mean, you're supposed to spend it on food. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you're like, I'm not going to eat tonight and I'll just use this $50 to gamble, it's yeah. kind of fun. Right. But I don't, yeah, I'm not, I don't like to gamble with real money. I feel like, I remember there's a comedian out of Boston named Tony V who said something so interesting about when, when he has, because he travels and don't you like to gamble? He goes, because he doesn't gamble when he does casinos. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you, you think I don't like to, you think I don't like to gamble? I'm in, I, my profession is comedy. I have an irregular sleep schedule. Oh. I have the worst diet ever. All I do is gamble. Yeah, the fact I, that I'm alive this long, I don't need to add, I'm already winning at this. I would say every actor and or artist and or anyone in the entertainment business is always gambling because yeah, it's like there is no stability to your job ever, no. ever, ever. No. So you're just like, this is my career. I guess I will either eat this year or not. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like like hedge fund managers should gamble. They have money to gamble. They know money's coming in. Yeah. Actors, you're already, you're gambling when you wake up every yeah. day, basically. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway, but I but I did miss, here's, what, here's the problem though. I guess because people have been locked in because of COVID for so long, the casino was packed. It was Packed Sunday night. Are people allowed to smoke in there these days? Because I know. No, but they're not allowed to smoke. Are you sure? Well, I didn't. Um, I think they're smoking. You, I, God. You can't remember. All I remember is I smelled waking weed. Up, I smelled weed everywhere. You remember waking up with your kidney out and a, <laughs> and red high heels next to you. I was lying in a bathtub full of ice. Yeah. Um, I, I just remember that. I smelled weed everywhere. I didn't see anyone smoking. Is, although, is that although, legal in in Vegas? Uh, I don't know. I don't, although I don't think that they police it because they're like someone who's stoned. Yeah, absolutely let them in here. Right, I guess. Maybe they were vaping. There were a lot of cigar bars. So I heard, I smelled a lot of cigar oh. tobacco. Um, I don't know if people were smoking. I think that they maybe restricted that, I hope. Because I when I would go back to, when I would work in Vegas in the 90s, you'd, you'd go up to your room and you'd smell like a bowling alley. Yeah. So um, you know, it didn't seem like it was, but what I'm, but- it was even on a Monday morning, 9 a.m. when I went down to get breakfast, it was packed, yeah. packed. And so I missed that kind of weekday um, ghost town feel that I love about casinos. I would like to sit next to somebody who's playing 
the um, slot machine and just interview her. They don't want to be talked to. Are you kidding? They, I just, they're in their little. No, I want to. I want to sit next to them, and I want to just talk to them while they play. Where are you from? Why is this your favorite? Go game? away. Go away. No. I just want to go away. They're like you're ruining. Or maybe what if they won and then they're like you have to stay here. You yeah. have to stay. Here. Well, it depends. If they're on a street, can you walk up and blow it? They're like you're a cooler. Get out of here. Or right. if you come up, then and you're they, never going to. And they start turning. They go. You sit right here. Get. You let's get leave. you a drink. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so it was a. It was a Vegas adventure, but there was one aspect of Vegas that I missed, which was the ghost town. I like the weekday ghost town. I like the weekend. I like the weekday ghost town. I didn't get to have the ghost town this time. Because it's too crowded. Too crowded right now, man. All right. Now it's time for Did You Get Our Picks? Tell you what we like, what we really, really like. Tell me what you like, what you really, really like. <laughs> some, uh, here's some picks. Stuff I'm into right now. A lot of you have asked um, Patton to write down all his picks that he has suggested so that you guys can read them. It's kind of like, you know how Obama does that? Mm-hmm. He has his like musical picks and his book picks and all that kind of thing. They'll do that like twice a year, like go through and go, here's all the picks. Do you remember? You don't even remember all the things you've- I'll just go back and listen to the ends of these things. You want to listen again? <laughs> Jesus. Um, wow. <laughs> Great way to sell our podcast. You don't actually want to listen to this? You listen Ooh. to that shit? <laughs> um, I'll never forget. I was in a, uh, I was at a birthday party in Koreatown at a, at a karaoke place and Carrot Top was there. In, oh, I was going to say in 1950s. In the 1950s. No, no, it was um, uh, down in Eight, K-Town. I was, at the, I was at the Brass Monkey in the, in the late Brass 90s. Brass Monkey? Sorry, baby, I am and I, it was, it's late. I'm, I'm cheeky. It was at a, uh, you're not cheeky, you're punchy. But that's the word. <laughs> oh, my oh my God, speaking of saying that's the word, yeah. the other night we're in bed and mm-hmm. Alice is in bed with us, not in bed with us. She was like about to go to bed. And oh, and she wanted to come in and say goodnight. She was, she was coming in to say goodnight and she, it was late. Like it was past her bedtime. Oh, way And past. she keeps asking questions and she keeps asking questions. And I'm like, Alice, you, I know what you're doing right now. Yeah. I'm like, you are procrastinating. And she looks at us and she goes, I'm not procrastinating. I'm stalling. <laughs> and man, she delivered that like It a, was so great. It was such a mic drop moment. She was so proud of herself. And I was I'm like, and then we stalling. were both like, you're right, you're and right. She's That's right. the she's word. Stalling. That's exactly she's right. Stalling. And then after that, I was like, okay, now go to bed. I was at this uh, party and Carrot Top was there. All these comedians were there and Carrot Top was hanging out. He's a nice guy. Scott Thompson, that's his real name. Great guy. And, and we're all talking and a couple of little sofa-like hipster dudes came up. And you could tell they kind of worked up their courage to do this. And they were like, hey, we're watching that movie that you made, uh, Chairman of the Board. It was on cable the other day. Who made that movie? Carrot Top. Oh. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I was in that. And I was like, well, what'd you make that for? Like, why'd you make that? Like, make it because saying the movie's terrible. And then Carrot Top goes, why were you watching it? <laughs> like, I got paid to do that. You just wasted two hours. Why'd Why you do that? You and they were like- That's such a good line. Yeah, I mean, okay. Well, yeah. And then they just kind of muttered and did that weird sort of scattered off. It was just, and then, and then he he didn't even do it in a mean way. He just said it like, you shouldn't be doing that. Come on, man. And then he just went back to, it was just like, I, I love him so much. Oh, that was a good line. Yeah. Um, okay, so here are my picks. Books. This is a bit of a brag. I got an advanced copy of Ai Weiwei's uh, new uh, memoir, a Thousand Years of Joys and Sorrows, about his fascinating life. Uh, Ai Weiwei is a, an amazing artist uh, who was, of course, jailed in China. His father was a friend of Mao Zedong, then um, was uh, sent to Chinese uh, China, China's version of Siberia, um, his, his, he's just had a very fascinating life, uh, does amazing art, 
This is his memoir. I got it today. I sat plunked down, read the first two chapters immediately. I know that I'm just going to blast through this thing. It is so fantastic. I don't know if it's out yet, but when it comes out, A Thousand Years of Joys and Sorrows, it's amazing. Movies. Currently watching Raoul Peck's four-part documentary, Exterminate All the Brutes. It is on HBO. It is a retelling of the history of both America and the world through the eyes of marginalized people, native people, um, <clears throat> uh, black people, women, all the people that basically his whole premise is the victors get to write the stories and these, but th here's the actual deeper story of what goes on. And he weaves in popular culture and movies and music and how it's all been kind of blended in to create this narrative. It, it's, it's very, very timely in terms of what's going on in this country right now. There's a massive shift in uh, power and representation and people are freaking out about it. So uh, the way that this guy tells it, uh, it's uh, it's amazing. I'm almost done with episode three. I'll probably finish the rest tomorrow. Exterminate All the Brutes. It is a very difficult watch, but man, is it good. It's got a great title. Well, it's from the, um, it's a line from the end of uh, Joseph Conrad's uh Heart of Darkness, which was the basis for the movie Apocalypse Now, which at the end, he's basically saying, just exterminate all the, like, drop the bomb, kill all of them. I think you're really smart. It's, no, I'm not. I just watch a lot of you stuff. You just have a very encyclopedic brain. Um, eh. You do. Okay. Comics. Uh, there's a writer who I just realized lives in Portland, Oregon. I'm going to invite her to my show in a couple of weeks. His name is Mark Russell. I got to meet this guy because he's one of my favorite Writers, he is a, uh, his new comic series is called Not All Robots, and it is about a near future where robots have given us humans, um, our lives are all leisure time because they do <gasps> all work for us. And isn't that great? Well, no. Why? Um, things start to go wrong. Really? And I won't say what they are, but um, he has written some of the most brilliant uh, comic books. He did a... Um, a version of the Flintstones for um, DC Comics where it's like the Flintstones, but in the way it would be in a real, almost a real world setting. It's almost like Flintstones, but if it was Mad Men or The Sopranos. Hmm. It's so brilliant. He also did one called um, Snagglepuss Exit Stage Left. Oh, I love Snagglepuss. Well, and I used to imitate him all the time when I was but little. But Snagglepuss in this one is a closeted gay uh, Southern playwright working in 1950s Hollywood and has to keep quiet about what he's doing. Amazing, but is he a, an animal or is he a person? He's an animal. Oh, okay. Um, he also did an amazing uh, book. He does an amazing series called Billionaire Island, which is exactly, if you like Succession, you should read Billionaire Island because it's- Man, mwah. Succession is so good and I hate that they are not dropping the whole thing at once because Ugh. I'm like, it's like yeah. I'm dying to get the God next episode. I can't, I'm like, come on. I kind of want to like- Wait a few weeks so I can just That's, binge a bunch, but I can't wait. Yeah. And he also, uh, Mark Russell did another series that I blurbed called Second Coming, which basically is uh, God sends Jesus back to earth, but he decides this time, I'm going to pair you up with a superhero so that you won't get uh, the shit kicked out of you and maybe your message will get across. And it's just brilliant. I talked about it in an earlier episode. There's a scene set in heaven where up in heaven, uh, there's a food court that has all of the discontinued fast food chains. That's where you can go in their food court. So you can go to Burger Chef and Kenny Rogers Roasters, <laughs> all these that's things. That's discontinued? That are 
No, 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 not the comic. In the comic, there's a scene in right. heaven. No, I get that. I'm saying is Kenny Rogers Roast yes. just continued. And they had the best mashed potatoes ever, and they're gone. I've never been there. Oh. I mean, oh. I had never been there. Anyway, not all robots. Uh, is it hashtag not all robots? No, it, it could be, but the title is just called I'm Not just All saying, Robots. That's kind of funny. Read his new um, comic and read everything Mark Russell does. He's brilliant. Um, and then music, uh, the good old band X, 1980s LA punk band X, with Xine Cervanka and um, uh, John Doe have put out a new album. Actually, it came out a couple of years ago, Alphabet Land. Now, you would think, oh, they're an older group. Is this, and, and this. Sounds like a band that a bunch of 19 and 20 year olds would put out. It is just as fresh and raw and amazing and timely. Um, a lot of times when older rockers put out stuff, it, somehow it slows down or it gets lugubrious. And this, I don't know what happened, but if anything, they're even angrier and faster and rawer. All my friends were saying, you have to listen out because I love X. Um, I love all their early stuff, Wild Gift in Los Angeles and Oh my God, this new album, Alphabet Land, is so good. Patton Oswalt, you are a man who is passionate about so many wonderful things, and I love hearing all the things that you enjoy because you make me want to um, enjoy all those things too, and you make everything sound super cool. And um, so why are you smiling like that? Because I'm, I'm embarrassed. Why? That's really sweet because it swells my head. Well, why? I It's lovely. I think when you actually really like something and care about something, that, you know, scream it to the world so everyone else can know about yeah. it. Well, I try to promote things I like so that more stuff that I like gets made. Right. And I'm sorry. I know people hate politics and everybody's, you know, got so much Zoom fatigue and political fatigue and fundraising and giving and this and that. And shouldn't the government just do it anyway? And I apologize for talking about it, but I really care about making the world better. Mm. And I really want and it to I be better. I love that about you. You know, so many people, they're like all these fancy ladies and they like throw fundraisers and stuff like that. And they're all super fancy. Mm -hmm. But I like really just want the world to be better. Yeah. That's well, why. We're trying. And I'm we're like, not going down without a fight. No, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, I love you. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Wait, are you breaking up with me? I love you and I never, <laughs> ever want to talk to you again. Um, you guys, this was such a great, fun show. Thank you for listening. If you ever want to send us a text or email or whatever, yeah. you can um, email at, hey, did you get my text? At gmail.com, or you can go to the webpage of our podcast and um, leave a little message on the Thing Speak pipe, and we can put your voice on the podcast and answer your question. And, you know, we yeah. can hang. We can be friends. And if you're a, your assignment, if you can find it, uh, find uh, a copy of Sparkle and... Oh, God, no. Sparkle and Charm. Sparkle and Charm. Sparkle and Charm. Oh, find it. Where but, is it? But then one what more thing. What is it? What's the plot? I don't fucking You remember. don't even know the plot. I don't. But listen... We did last week say we'd like to see any good couples costumes. So if you do have any, please email them to us because we'll oh, put yeah. them on our Instagram if they're amazing. Thank you. And also just because I want good ideas for next year. <laughs> right. I mean, I really want to be Dirty Cinderella and I want Patton to be Gus Gus with no pants, but that's okay. See you next week. Bye. See you next week. Bye. This podcast is a production of Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswalt. In association with Starburns Audio. Executive producers are Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. And if you have questions for us, send them to... Hey, did you get my text? At gmail.com. And don't forget, subscribe to this podcast. It's free and it helps us get to keep making the show. Starburns Audio. A, pod <clears throat> a podcast network.